Last week, I dealt with the message titled, Little Things, and I thought that would be the end of it. But however, uh, as the week began to progress, Holy Spirit uh, prompted me to stay here just a little while longer. So I want to use for a subject, living offense-free. Will you say that? Living offense-free. Now, again, and just let me do this again. Father, I just thank you for the word that shall go forth on today. And I decree and declare that ears not only will hear, but be receptive to be endures of that which they share here on today. I decree and declare that breakthrough freedom shall take place as a result of the anointing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, l- let me say this, beloved, that offense is Satan's number one trap to create division among God's people. Offense is Satan's number one trap to create division among God's people. Destinies have been aborted as a result. Golden opportunities have been forfeited. It has wrecked relationships. It has caused people to abandon ministries. For some, it has been the driving force. Listen to this because this is scripture. For some, offense or taking offense has been the driving force behind murder, retaliation, and the unwillingness to forgive. And I want you to really hear what Holy Spirit is saying because you can live offense free. Now, the, the reason why this is so important, beloved, is because the first thing that goes, and we will go over this again today, the first thing that goes when you take offense is your hearing. And listen, if you can't hear right, you can't receive the right instruction or direction. So it's important that as believers, you do not allow offense to take root. Amen. And we seen last week, all of these things are the result of a bunch of little things becoming big things. We seen in in Song of Solomon 2.15, you don't have to go there, but Solomon said that it is often the little foxes or the little things literally that causes the biggest problems in our lives or our relationships a whole bunch of little things turn it into big things. So we're talking about living offense free. Now, the Word of God declares here, and I want to bring some clarity to this. Let's read this out loud. Ready? Let's read. Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Now, love, when you understand agape, it's an unconditional, it's an action that doesn't seek a response. So you're going to do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. It's not contingent upon how others made you feel or it's not contingent upon you seeking something from someone else. You taking that bait is totally up to you. Are you with me? Notice he says, great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Now, you can write this down. 
to love God's law is to live in agreement with his word. In other words, you do what his word says to do. And you, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. And you trust his word, sister, Situ, over how you feel. <laughs> you trust his word, Minister K, above how you feel. Because if we go based upon how we feel, it will hinder you from responding to his word every single time. That's why we have to live in agreement. I believe your word. See, we walk by faith, agreement, not by feelings. And many have gone astray because of their feelings. Or as some of you say, they got in their feelings. So to love God's law or his word. Now, now, some people just reduce this to the Ten Commandments, his word as a whole. To love God's law is to what? Live in agreement. In other words, that means, Sister Wilson, to do what it says. So what does the word say to do in this situation? And I do it. Okay, Lord, you said if I do this, since I, I'm, I'm living in agreement, I'm not going based upon how I feel. I know you're faithful. I know you cannot lie. And I know you, answer, you always answer your promises. So I'm going to trust you. And not my feelings. Okay? First John, let me show you something. First John 5, 3 Amplified says this. See, you, oh boy. For, let's read this out loud. Out loud. For the true lover, excuse me, for the true love of God is this. Hold on. That we habitually, hold on, keep his commandments. See, it has to be a practice. It has to be consistent. You have to do this with great regularity. For the true love of God is this, that we always <laughs> keep his commandments and what? Remain, see, remain what his precepts, his principles, his laws. The way he says to, his mode of operation. See, the idea is not to focus on the offense, but to focus on how his word says to overcome the offense. What does his word say, Brother Moore, relative to this thing? Are you here? So for the, the true love of God is this, that we what? Habitually keep his commandments and remain focused on his precepts and his commandments and his watch this and what he has instructed us to do is not difficult it's only difficult because it hasn't become habitual it's only hard because there is no practice in doing this that's why those who practice it with great regularity it looks a whole lot easier or it looks easy it's not that it's so much easy as much I just have gotten into a habit of living in agreement with God It's not that it didn't bother me. I just didn't let it take root. Oh. His, what he has given us to do isn't burdensome. Listen, anything that you have not practiced or good at is going to be difficult. When you 
start, if you're someone who is new into exercising, it's going to seem difficult. Why? Because there's no habit of waking up muscles. And if you are not a reader, it's going to be very difficult for you to pick up a book and read. Why? Because there's no discipline in the practice of reading. And the reason why you have a lot of believers who are really saved but don't necessarily look like Jesus is because there's no practice of living in agreement with this word. And let me say this and write this down. Notice the psalmist says, great peace have they that what? Love that law and nothing offends them. Now, we have to understand this. It's not that offense does not come. But lovers of God's word just won't allow or do not allow the offense to take root. Offenses are going to come. You are going to get offended. But here's the thing. It's not me getting offended. It's the issue. It's me taking the offense. See, just because you offended me doesn't mean that I held on to it. No, I'm offended, but I let it go. See, there's a big difference. So he's not saying that offense won't come. No, it's going to come, but it's your choice whether or not you hold on to it. You hear? Again, we're talking about living offense free. See, we, look, we, you want to get to that place, or I'm talking about getting to that place where we live strife-free, stress-free, and stuck-free. See, you want to get to that place where you live strife-free. Psalms 119, 165, it's, it literally means get into that place, Sister Moore, where I live strife-free, stress-free, and stuck-free. I don't allow things to get me into strife. Now I become very contentious. I'm beyond that now. Why? Because I live in agreement with God's word. So I look above, or I live above those little offenses. I'm not going to allow attitudes and things to stress me. And I submit to you, even pastors who watch, there are a great deal of pastors who have hurt themselves because they have allowed offenses to take root. Same thing with uh, parishioners. They have allowed offense to take root. It's, listen, you're going to get offended. Yes, you are. It's, you, here's the thing. You don't want the offense to take root. You, l- listen to me. Me being offended and the offense taking root is two totally different things. No, it's the stumble. It's the trigger of the trap. It's the part of the trap that ensnares its prey. See, just because you got in the trap doesn't mean that you have to stay there. It's like wrapping somebody up in chains, Letitia, giving them the key. It's like wrapping someone up in chains and lock them up. And give them the key to the lock. Now they're wrapped up, tied up in chains. And here's the thing. They can release themselves any moment they decide to do it. Why? Because they have the key and the means whereby to release themselves. So you don't have to stay stuck. 
That's a choice. Listen, with, oh, thank you, Lord. With every offense, there comes a lock and a key. <laughs> Listen, you can choose to stay there or you can, what, what is the key? The word. He has given you the keys. <laughs> Kingdom. So we want to get to that place where I declare this. Today, today is the day that I began to live a strife-free, stress-free, stuck-free life. Oh, man, say it like you mean it. Today, it starts. Listen, never mind yesterday. Today, liberation has come. Today, freedom has come to my house. See, you have to choose to live strife-free. You have to choose to live stress-free. You have to choose to live stuck-free. Today is the day you no longer get bent out of shape when you heard people talk about you. Why? Because you have talked about people too. And I'm not going to allow that to bother me anymore. As a matter of fact, I have this attitude. I really don't care what you have to say if you did not defend me in my absence. And I'm definitely not going to inquire what are they saying about me. I could care less what they say about me. Why? Because I have chose to live stress-free, strife-free, and stuck-free. See, it's those, notice last week we said there are two things that's needed in order to be trapped. It must be hidden in hopes that you will stumble upon it, and it must be baited in order to get you in the trap. And Satan uses both of these things. He incorporates both of these when it comes to getting the believer offended. And that's, that's another thing that gets me. They can see everything but offense. The Lord shows you all. I mean, you can see that. You can see this. You can see the deep things of God. But oblivious to the fact that I have taken offense. See, see, you have to be careful. That's why we have to be good guarders of what comes into our spirit. Be careful how you hear. See, it's those little conversations that you allow to keep happening. It's, listen, it's that little time spent with mephitic or offensive people. See, it doesn't take a, see, a little leaven spoils the whole lump. So it's, see, we, we think we're in the clear because hey, I, it was just five. But see, those five minutes can change the trajectory of your life for the worse or for the, uh, uh, for, uh, yeah, for the worse as a result of me not being a good guarder of my spirit. And see, another thing, listen, we have to trust God above our feelings. Why? Because our emotions have no intellect. So since your emotions do not have any intellect, you have to be careful not to allow offenses to come in and take root. And for most people, the first thing they do, 
if there's no habit of exercising in his word, they get emotional. I would write this down. Never embrace offense. It's a destroyer. Never embrace offense. Don't embrace. See, again, you've been offended and you embracing it are two, two totally different things. Luke 17. Are you here? See, you, you just don't want to be the one doing the offending. Because just as sure as you are sitting in that chair, offense is coming. Oh, Pastor, I'm, I'm full of the Holy Ghost. Perhaps you are. You being full of the Holy Ghost. And some other things. Offense is still. And I would even submit that by the day's end, perhaps the opportunity, Sister uh, Drill, for you to be offended, uh, we probably be somewhere in close proximity. And if not today, Wednesday. And if not Wednesday, perhaps Saturday. Well, how can you say that, Rev? Then he, talking about Jesus, said to the disciples, it is impossible that no offenses should come, but woe to him through whom they do come. See, I, I don't want to be the one doing the, sap, the, the, the trap setting. And when you are offended, rest assured, because of that acrimony, you are, you are setting traps for others. Yeah. When you take the bait, that's why, again, you become scandalous. You scandalize. I'll show you in a second. Yeah. Yes, you yes. It would it would be better for him if a milestone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea, then he should offend one of these little ones. Verse three. Take heed to yourselves. If your brother sins against you, rebuke him, and if he repents, forgive him. Again, guys, it's inevitable. Okay, oh, oh, I'm back on. All right. It's inevitable to live on this fallen planet without the possibility, I said again, of ever getting hurt, offended, misunderstood, lied to, lied on, and rejected. And that's another characteristic of a person who's taking offense. They are big liars. Because what they see and what they see and what they hear and what they hear. That's a big trait. That's why I always tell you, come ask me. Don't take it. Come, at least come get my. 
side of the story. And the Bible even tells us that. You, you see, it's, 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 it's unwise to, 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 to take one side and hadn't heard the whole. This just generally speaking. Are you here? Verse 3, take heed to your, see, again, watch out for you. Give full attention to yourself. You stay alert. Are y'all here? Notice you have the lock and the key. And you can release yourself today. And having understood that I have the lock and the key and refuse to free myself is a great sign that I am severely caught by this thing. Why? Because I can free myself anytime. Notice Jesus said it's impossible, plural, that no offenses succumb. Again, most people have taken the root or allowed it to take root all because of a bunch of little things that grew into big things. Huh. Same thing with offense. It always starts out small, so I have to kill it. When I recognize that it offended me, I have to kill that seed, uproot it. Don't let it, don't give it an opportunity to grow. Are you here? So when I realize I'm offended, I need to deal with it. Father, I forgive him for he know not what he did. I choose not to, I choose to live above that. I'm not, and see, we, how, how we'll know. Your actions, your emotions would tell that it offended you. You can hear it. Oh, okay. So, nothing starts big. It's the same with offense. And offense always starts, listen guys, as a thought. And thoughts are seeds that enter our minds. Now understand this. And if these negative seeds are left unchecked, they're going to take root. So when I allow that negative thing to run unchecked, it starts taking root. That's why it goes from one degree of anger and rage to another. It just keeps getting worse and worse. That's why when you let it take root, you're worse next month than you were two weeks ago. And the mindset should be, God has too much in store for me. Hold on. And I'm going to live a long, healthy, prosperous life. I am catching a remnant that shall be caught up. I am part of that remnant. I will not allow another person who's offended to cause me to be stressed, live in strife, and remain stuck. It took me, a, it took a while to get there, but I'm there. 
talking about, oh, yeah, who said that? I like you. Oh, you agreeing, you're you, you there too. So, okay, I got another witness who, it, it, it's not, it doesn't come overnight. It comes through being habitual. She understands. That's why she said, oh, yeah. Why? Because she is someone who practices living in agreement. If the negative seeds are left unchecked, they take root, Letitia. But here's the thing. We have the ability to refuse the thought, uproot the thought, or uproot that negative seed before it's fully grown. But before I allow it to take root, Brother James, in my heart. I, I have, again, I have the key. You have your handcuffs? Huh. <laughs> Write this down. That word offense is the Greek word scandalon. To be a snare. A stumbling block. Cause for error. And this stumbling block or the means of stumbling, it stresses the idea. Watch this. Of entrapment. In other words, it's how someone, listen to this, is caught by their own devices, like their personal biases or their carnal thinking. So again, I didn't have to take root. I allowed that thing to take root. Same thing, you, you, you ever just tripped over your own feet? Did you lie there or you got up? Did you just, just, uh, you got up. It's, it, it sounds simple, but it's the same thing when I finish. You don't have to lie there. That's a choice. Ooh. Again, see, I, I'm making clarity on this because the offense is going to come, but you don't have to, it's, Allowing that thing to take root is when it becomes dangerous. So offense itself isn't dangerous. It's when you allow that thing to take root is when it becomes dangerous. Offense is going to come. In other words, there are going to be things that come to try to cause you to stumble. But if you stumble, don't stay there. Don't stay stuck. So it's when we pick it up and consume it. Listen to it. Listen to this and feed on it in our hearts that we become offended. We keep rehearsing it. Oh, see, rather than responding to God's word, rather than understanding that love thinks the best, not the worst, guess what most are going to do? If they're not someone who constantly lives in agreement, they're going to think the worst. So it's a Greek word, scandal, and from, we, from which we get the English word, scandalizo, or scandalize. That's stumbling. To scandalize, that's when people engage in that malicious gossip and defamatory talk. You've heard it before. Probably done it before. 
And I'm sure, let's see how many people we got here who's honest. <clears throat> Years ago, <clears throat> not recent, because I know you are constant doers of the word, but who at some point in time in their life allowed offense to take root? Raise your hand. J just, just me. Okay. Nobody else. Okay, okay, okay. I got some honest people in the house. And during that time, you probably said some things that are uh, really not found in Scripture. <laughs> Why? Because I allowed that thing to take root. Metaphorically, offense is any person, watch this, when you allow that thing to take root, it's any person or thing which is entrapped, watch this, or drawn into error or sin. So it's not the offense, it's when you allow that thing to cause you to sin or to miss it or to go into error. Are you here? Excuse me. So it's not the offense, it's when you allow that thing to turn into sin. Ephesians 4, uh, 26, 27, something like that, whatever it is. Uh, yeah, 26, 27, watch this. Let me show you something. Be angry without sin. See, you can get angry. This is not sin. See, it, the, don't go to bed angry. That's when you have allowed the offense to go into error. See, if I allow the sun to go down, that means I've, allowed, I've given it root. I allow it to take root. So it's not getting angry that's the problem. It's, notice he says, be angry, but without sinning. It, and so when I allow it to go into error, now I'm giving place to the devil, giving him an opportunity to work. That's why if it take root, Again, you're worse Thursday than you were Monday. You don't have to say it, man. It's the truth. So, again, it's not the getting angry. It's when I allow that thing to turn into when it gets me in error or causes me to miss the mark. In other words, what? I respond contrary, contrary to how the word of God wants me to respond. Are you here? And see, what gets me, it's amazing how the devil, who has been identified as our enemy, can take something so small and destroy people's lives, destinies, relationships, over a bunch of small. Oh, well, I'm here. And so, just because you show up don't mean that, you did, that the thing hadn't taken root. See, a lot of times, we'll still show up so we can help wreck hell and havoc before I take my exit. So don't think just because I show up that I have not, oh, yeah, you can go. Yeah, that's the truth. Why? Because, it, see, when it takes roots, I've given place to the devil. So I, that's why most offended people just don't leave by themselves. Not just in church, any relationship. You can have a group of friends. Listen, before they leave the group, they're going to try to take as many casualties as they can. 
And the thing about those who are offended, they are oblivious to their condition because they're so focused on the wrong that was done to them. You just can't believe that people talked about you. Let me show you something real quick. Because <clears throat> we'll be here for a minute. At least another week or two. Ecclesiastes 7, 21, 22. This is just for not being bent out of shape sake. Show you this. Don't listen to everything people say. Or one translation said, don't eavesdrop, but don't seek out what people are saying. You might hear your own servant saying bad things about you. And you know that many times you too have said bad things about other people. So why are you allowing what somebody said to twist you out of shape? And you know yourself, last night around 10.30 on your phone, you were running somebody in the name of the Holy Ghost in the ground. It's dangerous to be concerned about what people say about you. I think that's Proverbs 25, 27, I forget which translation, but find that for me. Listen, you hear what I said? It's dangerous. Don't worry about what people say about you. Why? Because I can't control what you say about me, but I can control how I respond to what you say about me. See, if I let what you say control me, that's when it becomes dangerous. Become your puppet. Oh, you allow it to take root. Here we go. It's dangerous to be concerned. So why are you concerned about how many likes you get? How many comments you get? Ah. How many friends you have. And everybody is seeking to be liked. But Jesus says, whoa, if everybody speak well of you. See, if everybody speak well of you, you have become a yes person. A person who tries to please everybody. But if you trust the Lord, <laughs> see, you have to trust God above. What everybody else say. You have to trust God above how that thing made you feel. But there are always two types of offended people. Those who have been mistreated and those who think they have been mistreated but actually were not. And it's usually, it's the second. They thought they were. An offended heart is the breeding ground, watch this, of deception. Because, I said again, an offended heart, again, when it takes root, it's the breeding ground of deception. And when taken, watch this, offense deceives 
divides and destroys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You didn't know that? It deceives, divides, and destroys. All because I allowed a bunch of little things to turn into big things and had the key. This is serious. Some people not having strokes because of bad diet. It's holding offense for some. Every heart attack it called every heart attack is not the result of lack of exercise. For some, it's refusing to let offense go. Proverbs 12, 10, 12, excuse me. Notice when it's taken, it deceives, divides, and destroys. It does what? Deceives, divides. Hatred stirs up what? Strife. But love, let me see uh, the GNT version. The GNT version reads it this way. Hate stirs up trouble, but love forgives all offenses. What do you mean it forgives? I chose not to let it take root. I overlooked it. See, that's love. Oh, man. He said, he said what about me? Oh, man, I ain't going to worry about that. He said, what? Yeah, but you, let, let me tell you about him and his wife. See, it, you don't fail for the okie doke. Don't block them on social media. <laughs> now, I, now, 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 there are times you need to cut toxic people out. So don't feel bad if you don't block some folk. Especially some people need to be blocked. But I'm talking about those who are offended. Are you here? Or allowed it to take root. And we said this last week, the first thing that goes when you take hold of offense is your hearing. And it will always color your thinking as well as distort your outlook. Your judgment becomes impaired just like someone who's under the influence of some type of strong substance. Proverbs 18, 19. Is that the 45 mark, sir? Say it again. Okay. But when, when that goes out, it'll be 45 or 40. Okay. Perhaps give me 10 more minutes. Can y'all stand 10 more minutes? <laughs> Proverbs 18. L listen. This is a liberating place to be. Yeah. It, and you would be amazed at how many people are gathered even this morning, sitting up in places of worship, living in stress, strife, and stuck. 
and have the key to free themselves at any moment they choose to love. What? Do what the word says. Choosing to love doesn't mean that I'm oblivious, minister, to the act or the offense. I'm just choosing not to allow that thing to keep me entrapped. It's not denying that it happened. But it's choosing not to allow that thing to destroy me. See, even now. Thank you, bro. Because we think, oh, man. See, Take heed to yourself. Don't worry about how she responded. How are you? See, take it. Are you responding accordingly? See, again, because as long as my focus on you, guess what I'm going to keep doing? Holding the key. Because I'm waiting on you. No, you waiting. Are you here? A brother offended is harder to win than a strong city. Again, I told you guys. Uh, cities in the ancient days were they, they were walled cities and it would take years for some to breach so imagine that that's why when people hold on to it some people they hold on to it and unfortunately some never let it go and it literally destroys them and let me tell you preachers something and people the best thing you can do for offended people is pray for them you can't run after an offended person all you can do is pray that, Lord, let the scales fall from the eyes. Why? Because he's, we, what, what do you mean? Don't try. See, it's not until they choose to release it themselves that you're going to make any headway. Why? Because they're harder to win. So the best thing you could do Turn them over to the Lord. I love you, but I'm praying for you. Man. No. I'm praying for you. Not going to blow your phone up. Not going. And see, another thing, again, I'm taking heed to myself. I'm going to do the right thing. Now, give them over to Holy Spirit. And whatever he says, because he may tell you, just say, I love you. Or whatever the situation may be. But the best thing you can do for an offended person, pray for them. <laughs> yeah. Watch this. Offense never lets you go. You have to let it go. Offense never lets you go. You have to let it go. That's, you have the key. So it's, it's just not going to go away with time when it takes root. It's just not going to. And that's what, that's what some people do. I think, I think they think it just goes away. 
No, it makes it worse when it's taking root. You have to. And see, here's, you know, and if I'm going to pray anything, Lord, give me the strength to walk in agreement with your word. But stop all that. Lord, help me. Help me. He's giving you help, the helper. So if anything, Lord, when I'm weak, I think that you are strong. Allow me to walk in agreement because this thing has severely hurt me. But stop all that. Lord, help me. No, no. Lord, I'm going to trust your word. And I thank you for the comfort of the Holy Spirit. Again, there are four ways, and I said this last week, that offense gets sown into us. We'll deal with one. Well, let me give it a four, then we'll go back and deal with one. But before that, now I said this last week. When you allow offense to take root, you become a magnet to rebellion, lying, envy, strife, hatred, jealousy, bitterness, rage, murder, or the spirit of murder, unforgiving. People who are unforgiving are people who have allowed offense to take root. That's all. They're allowed to take root. Dang, I never forgive you. A brother, no. A brother offended. It's harder to win. Strong city. Man, it'd be easier for you to walk. You can compromise Fort Knox before you can get through some. That's in layman's terms, that's what it's saying. It's easy for you to go and, and compromise. The security of Fort Knox than to get through that brother or sister who's offended. But again, it's a choice to hold on to that. You don't have to be, you don't have to be unforgiving. That's a choice. So, four ways seeds get sold into us. What others said to us, what others did not say to us what others did to us and what people didn't do for us. So let's look at number one. What others said to us. James 1, 19 and 20. Amplify. That's why you have to grow in the maturity of the things of God. That's why praying in the Holy Spirit is so essential. Why? Because you build yourself up. Now unto him who is able to keep you from falling or stumbling in the grief. Understand this, my beloved brethren, let every man be what? Quick to hear. A ready listener. 
slow to speak. Slow to... Is that the Amplified Version? Oh, maybe the AMPC. Let's try that one. Because I'm reading. I'm wondering why you guys are so quiet. Okay, well, let me read it. (laughs) All right. Do you have it? Okay, well, listen to this. Y'all listen to me. Understand this, my beloved brother. Let every man be quick to hear, a ready listener. Watch this. Slow to speak, slow to take an offense and to get angry. Don't take it. Are you here? For a man's anger does not promote the righteousness God wishes and requires. Notice he says, be quick to listen. What that means is that we have to train ourselves to wait for the whole story before diving in with our assumptions. Make sure I heard you right before I take this. Slow your roll before you take that. Are you here? it's, It's like this. Those who trust and obey God, they learn to adjust the speed of their listening and speaking. Oh, I said again. When you live in agreement with the word of God, you have learned how to adjust your speed of listening and speaking. Why? Because the word keeps me balanced. And great peace have those who live in agreement, who love or who does what it says. And see, here's the thing. When you, when you just blow off the handle, off of those immediate desires and immediate reactions, guess what you feel? Or out of control. Just, just. Watch this. And when we feel like we're losing control, that's what causes the anger. Like somebody trying to control you. Since they can't control you, they start beating on you, trying to manipulate, do whatever things. Why? Because they feel out of control. I can't control. And for those who don't know, the only person you can't control is yourself. Are you here? <laughs> now, just let me clear up a couple of things. Notice that this is not a command to never feel angry or to never feel anger. Anger is a human emotion that everyone experiences. And there are times it can be justified. But what? We just don't let it turn into error or turn into sin. However, James instructs us here, or James' instruction here makes it clear that we can learn to control or at least slow down our anger responses or our angry responses. That's why he said, be what? Quick. Let every man be what? Quick to hear. 
Let, let me hear that through my, see, if I'm hearing through the ears of my flesh, oh, you're going to let it take root. And if they said it like you, like you thought they said it, now I have to choose, you know what, I'm not going to let that get me in strife. Into strife. Are you here? Proverbs 19, 11. Amplified. Good sense and discretion make a man slow to anger. Notice how I said earlier that the word of God will adjust your speed of listening and speaking. Good sense and discretion make a man what? Slow to anger. And it is his honor and glory to overlook a transgression or offense without seeking revenge and harboring resentment. So if I'm harboring resentment or seeking revenge, I've allowed that thing to take root. There is a place that we can get to, and it's found in Psalms 119, 165. We read it at the beginning of this message. And it's, it's that place where nothing offends you. It's living in that place of being strife-free, stress-free, and stuck-free. You have the key. Watch this. And the lock. Every offense, watch this now, comes with a lock and a key. I never heard that before. Every offense comes with a lock and a key, being that <clears throat> you can allow this thing to entrap you or you can live in agreement with the word of God and release yourself anytime you so desire. But the thing that we must understand, the longer you hold on to it, the longer you mold it to that thing and makes it that much harder to let it go. So I'm admonishing you today, and we'll pick up here next week. Aspire to get to that place where nothing offends you. What do you mean nothing offends me? Even though I was offended, I didn't allow it to take root. See, that's the thing. The offense is going to come. It's allowing it to take root that when you go is, is what causes you to go into error. Not that you're not going to get offended. But you just chose to, watch this, live above the offense. Come on, let's get the Lord a hand clap of praise. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to make a donation and support this ministry as we expand the kingdom of God, please visit ShekinahGloryFC.com or download our church app from iTunes App Store or Google Play by searching Shekinah Glory FC and click Give to make your donation.